You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Good evening. This is Kevin. And this is Mikey. And we are here for an education on our 101 show. Is this, is this Alignments 101? Rolling Toe 101. Rolling Toe 101. Alignments 101 is a class that you have here. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> um, we have been doing this for three years now. <laughs> Roughly. 2015, 2016, 2017. This is the 101th show. Right. The idea for the show came on December. Well, the idea that I know of for the show, the meeting with Kevin was December 23rd of 2014. Yes. Yes. Out in Oregon. Yep. We talked about doing this show and we did it and we've done it now for three years. Yep. 101 episodes. And, and I haven't learned a damn thing. <laughs> when I we... think we learned a few things. I think we learned that people are actually using the bridge across the trailers and it's working. The, oh yeah, trailer they're breaching axles. the trailer axles. Yes, we learned, uh, we that's learned uh, the fifty-one degree, fifty-five degree wheel cut is a real thing across. Uh, but we didn't learn that in the show. I'm trying to figure out what we learned in the show during the show. During the show. During the while. Uh, why did we do this if we're not going to learn something? Watch. Mm-hmm. Why, why did we? Yeah. Yeah. What kind of education are we getting? We're not learning shit. Well, we did learn how to get the right microphones. Right. We learned how to screw up the computer a couple times. Right. There's been a couple people that have called in with uh, fixes for things that we. That's didn't true. We have. did learn a couple of things. I don't have any recollection what they are. I didn't learn my lesson. No, but I know <laughs> they they did call. And we have not learned where all the phonary codes are yet. No, I don't know hardly any of them. Yeah, but we talk about it all the time. Yep. Okay, so this is going to be the last show of the year. Yep. We are not going to do Christmas Eve. We are not going to do New Year's Eve. Nope. Christmas Eve is only going to be all wrapped up with the family feeling all warm and glowy and the home feeling and all that crap. Yeah. And New Year's Eve, we're going to be busy getting drunk and falling down and get arrested. Actually, I'm going to have more of my family in the house on New Year's Eve than on Christmas Eve. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's the way it goes. (laughs) The way life goes. (laughs) All right. We have uh, some listeners. Uh, we don't have any questions. So if you have a question or a comment, push one on your phone dial. That'll kick you up on our computer so we know you're there. If you push it twice, it'll erase you from the universe. And I'm not going to explain what happens then because I'm tired of talking about well, it. There's a and uh, if we don't get any questions or comments, I'm going to start singing. All right. All right. Don't, don't leave empty space. <laughs> Please. That's all we're saying. <laughs> all right. We got two people that have popped up. Yes. One is in the 813 area code. Yes. Do you remember where that is? Of course. Okay, good. Where is it? I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> Where's your guess? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Colorado. Nope. Florida. Florida. Well, is he in Florida? Mountain State, landlocked. <laughs> A flat uh, you know, state, I, I'm sure surrounded by water. It's a long time to get out of Florida. Yeah, um, you think he's still there? Okay, all right. Well, let's try eight one three and see where he is right. and what he knows. Okay. And hello, eight one three. Hello, Mike and Kevin. I'm also a Mike, and I'm from Florida, but happen to be in Houghton, Maine tonight. Oh wow! All the way up in, in Houghton. You're you're damn near in into what? Canada. Yeah. I just came out of Canada. I was up there for a week. Oh, all right. <laughs> like cool. Well, welcome back. Yeah. Well, thank you. Actually, actually, glad to be home. Anyways, all I've right. uh, listened to your seminars at the CMC multiple times. I've learned a lot. I align my own uh, suspension. And mm-hmm. I do have a question now. And okay. my truck is a 03 W900 Kenworth. I've got mm-hmm. Michelin XZ83s on the front, uh, mm-hmm. roughly about eight thirty seconds in the center treads on each side. It's close. I haven't measured them in a while, but mm-hmm. they did get rotated left to right at about halfway point. And I honestly don't know my actual mileage on them yet, but I'm guessing I'm approaching one hundred and fifty thousand. Okay. Uh, no, virtually no weather, no feathering left or right. Uh, Good. So I know my suspension lined up. I've gone as high as 48 seconds on my hands off the wheel and not leaving the lane. 
Woo. So there you go. A good so indication that things itself. are working well. Yeah. So here's here's the issue. The outside driver's side tire on the front steer has got mm-hmm. that uh, scalloping going on, like you get with loose bearings <laughs> on the inside, but this is the outside, which leads me to believe it's possibly that 55-degree cut. But it only is doing it on the driver's side, not the passenger side. And they've been on the driver's side for fifty to 70,000 miles? Correct. Okay. And you said this was a Kenworth? Correct. Do you run light on your front end? No. No, I run run heavy. I pretty much max, you know, 12, 4 to 12, 8 continuously. Okay. What inflation are you running? 130. And what are you using for balance? Counteract. You are counteracted. Okay. Well, it takes care of all those issues. I also have Road King shocks on the front axle. Uh, okay. I do have a little bit of kingpin wear, but left to right, it's not really noticeable. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, the, it's, the truck just turned a million miles. Uh, I replaced the U-joints on the steering shaft uh, last month, and so the steering is very tight. I will probably will do kingpins this winter, only because, well, mm-hmm. it's a million miles. I'm sure if I do them now. I'll never do them again, but I will have to do them at some point in the next couple of years if I wait. Okay. Um, I'm chewing. I'm, I'm thinking. Right. Uh, I'm cogitating. Right. Okay. Um, I personally think that it's he can't feel that it's bearing play, but it's bearing play. All right. Kevin's believing bearings. Yeah. I wouldn't now disagree I, with him. Okay. But I don't necessarily think he's right. <laughs> but I think you should go ahead and tighten your bearings. Just to, I mean, you do your own maintenance. Go ahead and tighten that yeah. bearing. Make sure it's tight. Uh, well, and I have, then I you're going to replace the kingpin anyway. Yeah. Well, I have checked the bearings, and, and the bearings are correct. I mean, I've tightened the way you explained in the manual. Uh, okay. I think it's 50, PS, 50 pounds of torque on that particular right. axle. Right. Now... Were the bearings loose at the time you checked them? The first time I checked them, yes, they were, but I don't think it was with these tires. It was, uh, I think it was after the CMC in 2013. Okay, that's good. I forget. The next question is, you're seeing this cupping starting. It's obviously not terribly severe yet. Did it start? 20,000 miles ago or 10,000 miles ago? I'd say every bit of 20,000. And it's actually to the point getting kind of, to me, severe. And I just had okay. uh, dry tires. I have a lift axle on this also, a forward lift axle. And the tire dealer was telling me, oh, that tire's out of service because it's got too much wear on those edges. Mm-hmm. I tend to mm-hmm. disagree with them because the center of bars, the center tr- uh, treads, are all about eight thirty seconds. Well, according to the DOT, if you have less than four thirty seconds in two adjoining ribs, it's out of service. Okay. Or if you've lost enough in a cup where you're starting to get down to the steel. Okay, explain the steel. Steel, steel. Still oh, metal. steel. Oh, okay. Now, not, yeah. not an issue. But that, that side rib, the very outer rib. That doesn't uh, count. Ex- that's not a void. Okay. That, that's not a main rib. That doesn't count. Oh, okay. But the only thing that counts are your four main or your five main ribs and the four, four voids. voids that exist between them. Right. Okay. The outside one is actually called a decoupler. Okay. Yeah. So, so if you count the ribs from one to five, it's rib number one that's showing it, right? Yes. Well, it would be the outside, the very outside yeah. rib. Yeah, that quarter one. inch I, wide one or the or a main rib? The main rib you're speaking of, there'd be four others just like it, correct? Correct. No, it's not. It's that outside one. 
Oh, it's oh, the decoupler? Forget about that. That's the <laughs> sacrificial rib. It's designed to do that to protect the main rib. Yeah. Okay. So the fact that you've got cupping and that doesn't mean anything. What you could have done is you could have been making a short turn where uh-huh. it would have scuffed into the main rib, but instead that outside rib ripped a little bit off and started a cup there, and it'll waver a little bit. But as long as it's that quarter-inch wide first rib, not the main rib, that's a sacrificial rib, and it doesn't count toward tire service. It's called a decoupler. Yeah, it's to so decouple this... from the main rib. Right. Okay. Well, I will have to look at it closer to make sure I'm not getting into the, the next rib that would be an issue. Mm-hmm. Right. But right now, it's I'm, I'm in bed and, and it's will. one degrees out, and I don't want to look at it dark. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. You could you could technically, according to the OT rules, you could take a razor cutter knife and cut that outer quarter inch rib off of both shoulders of both steer tires and not affect the serviceability of that tire. Right. Ah, did not know that. Yeah. But leave it there. I mean, it, it actually serves a purpose. Yeah, don't cut it off, but I'm saying it really doesn't count as right. far as determining the serviceability of the tire. Right. Okay. Now, cool. That's right. good. Any any kind of explanation why the passenger side isn't doing it? Well, like I said, let's say you were in a sharp turn to the left, and that outside left decoupler rib got damaged in a turn. Or and to the right, it so it was on the outside. To expand. Yeah, then it just keeps going. Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> that's a possibility has, then. Yeah, it has nothing to do with alignment, has nothing to do with balance, has nothing to do with bearings. It has to do with that outside decoupler got damaged at some point, and now it's trying to sacrifice itself. Right. And, and because rib, it's not attached to the main rib, it's not hurting the main rib. Yeah, that rib is always lower than the other rib. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's meant okay. to, it's designed to be lower. You don't have to worry about it. Okay. Well, that's, that's good to know because I was really kind of set when I got home to put a new set of steers on the front and, mm. you know, because of that. But I'll, I will, tomorrow in the daylight, I'll reevaluate it and look at it closer and may end up just sending yeah. a picture of it. And if you want, give us a call tomorrow. We'll talk about it some more. Send us a picture. Sure. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, another question, and this also has to do with my, now that my trailer tires twice mm-hmm. now, and this is the, the Michelin uh, white singles mm-hmm. just kind of lose a chunk of rubber, probably about a two and a half to three inch diameter, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a quarter inch thick. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody can tell me why. It's not though it's, you, it's not a flat spot. It just a chunk of rubber came out, and these tires probably don't have seventy thousand miles on them. It's called delamination. It's a okay. defect in the rubber compound. And they've been having some problems with that. I would take it back to a dealer and, and get a warranty. <laughs> ah. Funny, because when I was at the dealer and I showed it to him, he said, oh, you, you, you must have hit a road hazard. Yeah, I they always want to blame you. Yeah, they always want to blame you, but they are delaminating. They're having some problems with chunking. Okay. And the reason well, they're I having this is they keep trying to make the tire more and more low-rolling resistant fuel efficient. And as they make it okay. more low-rolling resistant, they make the rubber softer, and they have opportunities for this kind of chunking. Right. Okay. Ah, ah, see, always getting education here. I love it. Yeah. You betcha, buddy. Hey, thank you guys a lot. I'll You're welcome. Your drive safe. Now. All right, drive All right. safe. All right, All right Thanks for calling. Thanks, Kevin. Bye. Thanks, Mike. Yep. Bye. Yep. Well, that was a good call. We, yeah, we got yeah. to dig into that one deep enough to find the real issue. Oops. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. a rib. It wasn't a rib. It was a decoupler. All right. All right. Okay, we got a call in from a 904. 904. Give me a guess. Uh, Wrong. <laughs> Come on. Give me a guess. That's a Texas. Florida. Again with the Florida. Two Florida ones in a row. Call from Florida. This, this, is guy, a, this is the last call from Florida. Now, you said the last guy was in Florida. Is this guy? This, well, the last guy was, yeah. The last guy ended up not being there, so this guy is there. Okay, let's find out. Okay. Hello, 904. No, we're in Alabama. You're in Alabama. Uh, <laughs> okay. You're closer. Or, yeah, you're closer than the last guy. <laughs> What's up? Uh, got this uh, project here. I put a Peterbilt cab on a Freightliner chassis, 
And wow. what, what, what would you call that? What would you call that? Cronenberg. <laughs> it's a Peter Shaker. <laughs> a Peter Liner. No, 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 no. A Peter Shaker. Freight Shaker. Freight Shaker. <laughs> Shaker. Peter uh, Carr. My, it's a Peter Shaker. My question, my question is, you said uh, the caster at two degrees, right? That's yeah. what I like it at, yeah. Okay. Why does the factory go more than that, or what's the difference between zero and and, and 12 or 10, whatever the factory would set them at? The, the factory will normally be somewhere between three and a half and six. The more cast you have in the front end, the more directionally stable it is. But the rougher it rides and the harder it is on tires. The quicker it returns to center. It returns to center a little faster. It feels a little more solid. But at two degrees, we get a much softer ride. We get more life out of our tires. And it still handles very nicely. And so that's my subjective opinion where I like it the best. Right. For 50 years, they had them set at a half a degree caster. But that was with manual steering. They had, yeah, they had a manually yeah. steered vehicle. But right. a half degree caster was perfectly fine. Yeah. But now that you've got hydraulic, it takes more pressure to bring the hydraulic back to center. So you need at least two. You need caster. You do need caster, but you don't need that much. Okay? Okay. That'll work. Thank you. Awesome, buddy. You have a great day. Right. Goodbye. Right. Have a good Christmas. Yep. Okay. okay. That's good. That was short, sweet. Yep. yep. Got her done. 917. Um, Florida. Florida. Huh? Florida. New York. Yeah, I, I think this guy's Florida. called us before, but I'm not yeah. sure. I don't know. I, I just barely Florida. remember area codes, let alone the whole number. Right. So let's see what New York has. All I right. think this is a New York guy that lives in Florida. Well, that's what I said. Hello, New York. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. That is correct. It's the New York guy that lives in Florida. So, and what state are you in today? Florida. So you're in Florida. Yeah, right. Okay, this is, is actually beyond our quota for Florida. Yeah, calls. we've done our quota. Three calls and three Florida people. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Hey, guys, um, question about wheel bearing. Yeah. Um, is there a recommendation where you guys uh, – will replace these bearings, or how does that work? The truck has 1.4 million miles on it right now. I've now, never touched any your, wheel bearings. Are you worried about your drive bearings or your steer bearings? Um, all of them, actually. I was just concerned about uh, if, if there's a recommendation when to replace them. There is no specification in the industry at what mileage they should be replaced. None. There are conditions. It's the condition they're in that determines the replacement. We have more okay. failures of steer axle bearings than we do of drive axle bearings because the steer axles are smaller bearings carrying three-quarters of the weight that the larger bearings in the rear carry, so they get abused more. Yeah, they do a lot of turning. They do a lot of... Yeah, and, uh, and they're carrying 6,000 pounds. Yeah, so what I do for the steer axle bearings is to determine whether I'm going to look at them for replacement is, one, I jack up each front wheel, I spin it as fast okay. as I can get it going, and then uh -huh. I reach in with my hand and put my hand on the air brake chamber that's right behind the wheel. Okay. If the bearing is bad, you'll feel a vibration in your fingers. That means it's pitted and it has to come out. Right. Okay? okay. The second check you can make is you've got an oil fill plug. If you take the oil fill plug out and you push a, a long, thin magnet in there and slide it around, and if any metal comes out, I want that thing out of there. Right. Magnetic metal is okay. bad. Non-magnetic metal is okay. just the hub. So those okay. are the two things I use to determine whether I want to take it apart and replace bearings or not. Okay. And, and then the drives? Well, the drives, everything is going to cycle around, and it's going to go to the magnetic plug on your diff housing. So if you change dish, diff fluids... And you pull the magnetic plug out, and you got metal attached to it. Then you got to figure out: is it coming from the gears? Is it coming from the bearings? Where is it coming from? But to be honest, in, in the years I've been doing this, unless I'm pulling it apart because a grease seal is leaking, right. and I pull it apart and I look at the bearings and they're bad, that's when I would replace them. But other than that, I really don't worry about them as much. All right. Okay. Uh, in terms of the um, the stair axis. Um, yeah. A good time if I'm replacing that is if I'm doing a complete brake job. That will 
uh, save on the labor that way because they're pulling all that stuff out already. Would that be a good time if I exactly. to go ahead and do that? Exactly right. Exactly right. Sure. If you're that close, just okay. go ahead and finish the job. But if you're doing regular yeah. services on the truck and you're jacking it up to grease the kingpins and do this stuff, that's a good time to spin the wheel up and put your hand on the air brake chamber and see if it feels like oh, there's yeah, a vibration. Yeah. All right, great. Yeah, because then the the, the uh, differential, I'll be converting this to a six by two uh, sometime mm-hmm. next year. So I'll go ahead and uh, replace those bearings at one time with probably new axles and everything with that. So might as well. I was just calling might to get well. you guys input on that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that. no problem. All right, buddy. thanks, guys, and you guys have a merry Christmas and a happy New Year. You, thank you. You do the same. Yep. All right. Okay. Uh, thank you for calling. Very nice. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the thing the thing about bearings is that the the actual bearing isn't all that expensive. No, but the labor to get it out the and put it in, yeah, it's it's a pain. Bunch of yeah. stuff, but it can be done. Okay, we've got another call. We do. And what's the area code? Nine two zero. Does that ring any bells? <laughs> no, no, you cheesehead. <laughs> Wisconsin, Wisconsinite, huh? Yeah. He's not happy with uh, the package. Did they lose? They did. They lost to the paint. Oh, plumber. Okay. Well, they're not having a good year. Uh, Let's see if he's at home. Okay. Uh, I bet he left. You think he left? He was already on the road. He got disgruntled and left home. All right. Well, let's find out. All right. Hello, Wisconsin. Hello. Uh, Are you there? Did uh, we lose you? There he is there. Good. Far out. What's up, buddy? Hello? Can I hear you? Hello, Wisconsin. I heard a hello. Hi. Hiya. Hey, you got a question for us? Are you in Wisconsin? I'm sorry. Uh, Running really hot. Yeah, it's, uh, I had my fluid burn out, and they had to replace the pump. And now, after they did that, it's uh, 2016 word only got 330,000 miles on it. And when I'm done driving, today it's 30 degrees outside. I drive for like four hours, 240 degrees. Well. I tell you what, I know just about as much about power steering on a big truck as I know how to keep my wife happy. (laughs) And that ain't much. I know the fluid's supposed to be there. I guess I don't know what temperature it's supposed to run at. No, now we're into an engine thing. It's not in the alignment. It's not in the tires. We're into something that's outside of my field of expertise. I would like to tell you the solution is to buy a Peterbilt, but I won't do that. Pack our product, right? There you go. <laughs> yeah, but the Peterbilt's are better, see? Very good, buddy. Well, good luck to you because we can't help you with that. Is there any other question you got? Yeah. I, no, I'll have to call back some other time. I can't think of anything now. All righty. Well, you have yourself a happy Christmas and a Merry New Year. There you go. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Well, we, we got we got stumped the chumped on that one, didn't we? Yeah, I don't. I, is it it does get hot? Yeah, it gets hot. I don't well, know how hot. Yeah, because the engine pump or the the power steering pump is part of the engine, so it's going to get hot. So it's getting heat from the engine, but how oh, hot it's hot. supposed? To, I don't know. And and if it's overheating, what would cause a pump to overheat? Or what is overheated? Well, he said the fluid's hot. Right, but is it overheated? Yeah. I, I don't know. Let's assume it is overheating. Okay. Um, could it be that something in the engine is generating too much heat, but it didn't say the engine's overheated? No. Just that the, that's and overheated. Just, and just off the just off the top of my head or off the bat, there, 240 degrees doesn't sound like too hot for hydraulic fluid. I I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> um, then the other thing is, could it be in the steering gearbox? That's generating heat. Yeah, is there something wrong? But most of the time, well, when you're driving got, that truck, you're just driving straight, and the gearbox isn't doing anything. Right. You've already got heat coming from the engine. Yeah. The pump. So we already know it's going to get hot. 
How hot's it supposed to be? I have no idea. What would that do? We are completely lost here, folks, so we're going to leave that one alone. Right. I know it's not supposed to do much because it's not supposed to con- uh, expand or contract because of the heat. That's what, yeah. that's what that includes. Well, we have, we have almost 50 callers listening on this. Yes. And do you no realize questions. at this point, nobody has a question or a comment? We have no questions. I think I'm going to start singing. <laughs> I'm going to put it. Georgia. Georgia. He only knows like three songs. The whole back through. Three songs? <laughs> I might know another one. Oh, look at that. Look at those people jumping in so they want to hear me singing. All right. All right. Let's try the 504. All right. We will all do that. And what is that? Well, I'm going by the odds. Florida. Louisiana. Louisiana. I got a bet he's someplace Florida. else. Let's all find right. out. Let's see. Hello, Louisiana. Yes, Louisiana number, but I'm in Texas. Texas. All right. At least you're not in Florida. <laughs> but you didn't want to hear my singing, huh? Boy, you make me feel bad. Uh, no, I'm I'm, uh, I'm getting ready to go to bed. I don't need to go to, uh, go to bed crying. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. What can we do you for? <laughs> All right. Um, I have a uh, flatbed, a spread axle. On uh-huh. the right side... On that first axle, I'm yep. always wearing wearing down the tire, the inside tire, the inside edge. And, yes. Um, always get dips in them. Yep. All right. Do you know if it's a Hendrickson suspension or not? First. Uh, it is a uh, Meritor. Good. Okay. So it's not the axle flexing that's causing the problem. So the next thing I would be checking is the wheel bearings to make sure they're tight. Right. If they're not properly adjusted in that particular wheel position, it'll cause the wheel to wiggle and it cups the inside edge of the inside tire. Hmm. And if it is the bearing, that's easy to fix. Right. Right. Yeah, if the bearing is tight. I changed my own. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, if the bearing is tight. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. What's your comment, sir? Yeah. No, I I was going to say that um, I do change my own wheel seals. Good. And, you know, bearings. Okay, now when you put the wheel wheel, on. On that wheel there, yeah, Yeah. I changed the race race and the bearings. Good, good. Um, Excellent. Right. Okay. Now, do you have a single nut or a double nut? Uh, The single. Okay. And when you take the hub and everything off and replace it, do you take the wheels off and the drum off and then remove the hub, or do you may take them yeah. all off as a big unit? No, I take uh, I take the, the wheels off, the drum off, and take everything off. Okay, good. Now here's my suggestion to you when you if you would do it again, and you take those off, and you take the hub off, and you do whatever work, and you put the hub back on, and then you probably spin that hub and you torque it in good and snug. And then you back it off, and then you come into a certain number, and then you probably back off a little bit, don't you? Right. I, but I do not do it with a uh, – um, I do not torque put wrench. a torque on it. Yeah, just, yeah you I just, just feel it. Okay. The last movement you make, you bring it up until you think it's snug, but then you back off a little bit, right? Yeah. That backing off that little bit is what's causing the cupping. Right. Now, what I would like you mm-hmm. to do – is I would like you to find you a torque wrench that will torque it to 50 foot-pounds. Including the weight of the wheel on the No, without the wheel on. Oh, okay. This is a single nut. That's true. 25, no, 40 foot-pounds. I'm sorry, 40 foot-pounds. 40. So you br- okay. bring it in good and snug, then back it off, then come into 40 and leave it there and clip it. You should have much better tire life and better seal life. Okay. Now okay. you know when you, at that point you put the, on on that axle, it has um, like two little screws I have to put in there to yeah. to lock it so where that nut yeah. won't back off. Now yeah. if I tighten it down at forty, if I yeah. need to go a little bit over, do I go over uh-huh. or back it off a little under? Well, to tell you the truth, what I would do is I take that nut and I throw it away. And when I'm buying my new bearings and seals, I would buy a Pro Torque nut. Yeah to put on there that has a little clip that goes in and you won't have to back mm-hmm. it off or move it either way. The clip will fit in every time. Oh, okay. Okay. Pro, pro torque, pro nut. Pro torque nut. Yes. Okay. If I use, 
if I use that same nut, just torque it down to 40. Correct. Yeah. Okay, and that's, got it. that's with no wait, uh, no wheels on it, no drum on it. He's using, doing a bear hub. But if he does, if he is right. walking up to this truck right now that has the bearing issue, but still, ah, here's a question. Let's see. You jack it up and you shake the top of the wheel and it goes click, 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 so you know the bearing's loose. Right. Do you have to tear it down and pull right. everything apart? No. Just pull the oil cap off, take the two little screws out, and tighten it up to to uh, 90. 90. 90 with the weight of the wheels and drum. With over the wheels the on. The okay. Yes. Yeah. And then okay. put your screws in. Okay? Got it. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. You bet you, buddy. Right. Bye-bye. No I bet you bye. Okay. That was a good call. I had a good time with that one. You know, we never got into what would what we would, he would do if he found that the bearing was still tight. But I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I don't know nothing about that. Okay, we got a 732 area code. 732. 732 is Texas. New Jersey. I was close. Yeah, you were close. It was in the United States. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what our... Chris Christie fellows have to say. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Right. They threw him out. There's somebody else in there now. Is there? <laughs> I think so. I don't know. Hello, 732. Good. Hello, gentlemen. How are we doing tonight? I'm doing real good. Yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you. And it's not that good. we didn't want you to start singing. It's that <laughs> we know that the Christmas holidays are coming, and you're going to uh-huh. have to go Christmas caroling. And we wanted yes. to make sure you saved your voice. For the Christmas caroling. Preserving it when I, for when I'm out in the street and nobody can hear me. <laughs> That's right. With You're lots good, of man. alcohol. Yes. Lots of alcohol. Got to have, have that snow snake medicine. <laughs> right. Yes, you do. Yes, you All do. Right. So anyway, you guys were talking earlier to a guy about his chunking tire. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that Michelin, because they continue to do these... Um, different chemical compounds for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, it prompted my thought process here. Now, uh-oh. I have drive tires. Yeah, it's an uh-oh, there's smoke rising. <laughs> um, I have Yokohama drive tires. These are duels. And mm-hmm. this is the second time that this seems to have happened to me. I The tires are very good. They mm-hmm. wear good. They run good. I get good traction in in good weather, bad weather. And then they get to a point of about halfway. And at halfway, Mm -hmm. I notice that they just don't get the right traction anymore. And I'm wondering, since you mentioned about the chemical compounds, I'm wondering, does the compound, I guess it's not running all the way through. Would, Would that be why, you know, there's still at least half the tread, but... They're not gripping the same on snow as they did when they were brand new or, you know, a couple of years old even. Let's talk about what happens to the rubber in a tire through the life of the tire. Okay? When the tire is first built and the tires are cooked in a steam kettle, they are cooked to a certain temperature for a certain period of time that cures the rubber to a certain stage, and then they take it out and say, okay, this is ready. When you put it on the truck... If you grab a brand new tire in a shop and put your fingers on the tread and wiggle your fingers, the rubber's kind of soft. But as you drive down the road, the heat and pressure on the tire continue to cook and cure that tire through its life. And so if you go up to a tire that's half-worn and you grab the tread, it's not soft and wiggly like it was brand new, right? Right. What's happened with that tire is you've gotten to the point in its life where the Depth of the tread is shorter, so it doesn't flex as much for that. And the rubber has gotten denser and harder because it's been cooked. And you will change the traction characteristics of the tire. And in an obvious direction, it's not as uh, snow capable. Yeah, well, in in cold temperatures, it gets even harder. Right. In hot temperatures, it's a little softer. So the wintertime characteristics of that tire at half-worn isn't as good as it was originally. Uh, rain would probably also be an issue because it would stay cool. Right. 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 Okay. Well, I figured you guys would probably have an answer. So I figured that's why I'd throw it to you. 
Well, if that's not that's, the right answer, I'm sticking to it anyway. Yeah, I like that well, answer. It sounds good. <laughs> it sounds good. It's got a lot of good parts in it that sounded right. You know, that somebody <laughs> doesn't right. have to believe it. Even if they were full of shit, they'd still have to believe it. <laughs> well, the guy that was full of shit was the guy who gave you the reason. <laughs> well, there you go. Anyway. <laughs> you got right, something well, to work to with. Know, yeah, I didn't know why it was happening. I figured it because it wasn't, it can't flex enough, but I didn't think that it had anything to do with the heat and the cooking. Yeah, it does. It so, cooks them in. Yeah. Okay, very good. All right, Appreciate buddy. You have yourself a happy holidays. Thanks for calling. Yes, yes, yes too, happy holidays. I'm going to say, I'm going to say it right. Have a very Merry Christmas. And to you too, Not friend. just holidays. Right. Yes, thank Got you. Got it. All righty. Bye. Bye. He can't see me through the radio. He doesn't know I'm dressed up as Santa Claus. No. You won't be in a week and a day. A week and a day, I'll cut all, all the beard off. Right. But for right now, it's still on. Yeah. Okay. We took care of that. Now we've got 716. Right. Who do you think 716 is? 716. Well, 760 is Southern California. We did a 716 already tonight. Oh, well, we can't do that twice. Well, it's the same state. I don't think it's the same guy. Let's find out. Which, New, New York. New York. You know, New it's York. A it's a different New Yorker. I think so. so. He's probably in Florida, too. I bet. All right. Hello, New York. I really wish I were in Florida, but no, I'm running around New York State with a whole lot of snow. Oh, goody. Can you anyway. can you turn the radio down a little bit or whatever? Because I'm hearing myself back through your phone. He sounds terrible. <laughs> if you need to, you can pull me back on hold for a couple more callers. It might be the location that I'm at. That's all right. We'll live with it. Go ahead. Uh, just good I, I like hearing myself talk. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. can attest to I that. Know it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better than hearing them sing. There you go. <laughs> What's up? All right, I got a couple questions for you. Um, number one, trailers, axles. How hard yep. is it to align them? Very simple. And what Super is the simple. Way? Oh, jeez. What kind of tools do you have? And what kind of what suspension is it? Yeah. It's a Henderson suspension. No, it's a Holland suspension. Holland oh. is easy. Okay, that's good. Now, do you want to know how to adjust it, or do you know how to adjust it? It's right there on the side no, of the trailer. Just follow the steps that are actually on the stickers on the side of the trailer? Right on the side of the trailer tells you how to adjust it. That's very simple. Yep. The right. question is Where how are you going to measure it? Yeah, how do you measure it? The simplest way to measure it is you get yourself about 40 foot of string. Okay? Okay. You wrap the string around the front uh, trailer axle on the left side. You hook it on a bolt underneath the trailer. You wrap it around the tire. You walk up by the landing gear. You bring the string in until it touches both sidewalls of the tire. And then you measure how close that is to the edge of the trailer. It's underneath it two inches or it's outside two inches or whatever. Okay. Okay. Then you go to the passenger side, you run the string around it and walk it up there until it touches both sides, and you see if the measurement on the right side matches the measurement on the left side. Okay. If they're both two inches under, it's dead straight ahead. Two inches. If the left, okay. whatever the number is, it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, because if, as long as they're the same. If the left side is two inches under the trailer and the right side is two inches outside the trailer, then it's aimed four inches to the right, isn't it? Yep. And then you adjust it until it's where you want it. Straight ahead is okay. Straight ahead is okay. I like it one inch to the left. I get a little better trackage on crown roads that way. Yeah. And, then I, and that brings us to the next question. Why do you think you need to align it? Well, no, no, we haven't finished the alignment instructions yet. <laughs> Once you get the front axle where you want it, then you take a tape measure and you measure from the back edge of the front axle rim to the front edge of the rear axle rim on the left side of the truck. Finding the smallest. You get a measurement. Let's say it's 30 inches. Yeah. Then you go over to the passenger side, measure the same way. If it's still 30 inches, the two axles are square to each other. All right. 
Okay. Okay, so that's how you would measure it. The instructions on how to adjust it are on the side of the trailer. So Kevin's question was, why do you think you need to align it? Well, I picked up this brand new trailer in Onan, Indiana. Got it. And and they when they check your tire or when they do the, the final pre trip or post trip after they get done building the trailer. Yep. And they have a rod that has like two conical uh, two long probes on them. Yeah. Long yeah. ones they can stick and in the axle. The tram bar. Tram bar, okay. Um, well, we did that to one side, and I was dead on. We did it to the other side, and we were about five inches off. Five well, inches? Tra- yes. <laughs> that, and I was okay. dog tracking just coming out of the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. So, so but after they did that, I no longer dog track to the right. I dog track to the left. Okay. And okay. I'm not still sure that they didn't go just a hair beyond it. And what, what they did using the tram bar is all they were trying to do is get the two axles parallel with each other. They didn't do any measurement to make sure the axles are square to the trailer. Right. You need to do that string measurement to the front axle to figure out whether it's going straight. And then the right. tram measurement would be useful. Now, most of your tire wear is going to come because the two axles are not square to each other. Right. right. So for Correct. a performance spec or for a build spec, they have done what they needed to do. Yeah, but I would string the front axle. Right. You really want it rolling behind you square. Okay. Okay. Now, I have another question, and I'm hoping to give a two-for-one special still. Well, I don't know. This is double the price. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. Got it. The, my boss has an international pro star. I'm sorry. Not you. So am I. I drive a Kenworth, which I'm not so sure I'm any better. But they're called Kenworthless. Uh, yeah, kind of like Peter <laughs> Peter Worth shaking, right? Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> anyway. He has got a tag axle on the back axle, and the two dri- or the drive axle is actually the front drive. Okay. Apparently, apparently this is a very convenient uh, setup that nobody gives them any hassles. Right. When you get into the heavy snow up here in New York, like this we've had this last week, um, one of my drivers uh, tried to pull out of a parking lot, started spinning a little bit built a nice snow pile in front of the back axle, and he ended up in a little bit of a pickle. Yes. Like, like being stuck. Yes. Can a cure for this be a drop valve that you would use on a flatbed and put that drop valve on the air suspension or the rear suspension? Okay, here's, here's the problem with lifting or deflating the rear airbag. Your fifth wheel pin location on that is behind the center of the front drive axle. Correct. If you take the weight off of that axle by deflating airbags, you will physically lift the weight off the front end of the truck. And You're you lose traction like on your axle. Yes, exactly. Okay. That's why they don't lift axles on that back axle. If you want to lift, what you have to do is you have to make the rear axle your drive. You have to make the front axle the liftable tag axle or pusher. And then you can lift it because that keeps the weight in front of the drive axle. Right. I'm not, I'm not saying drive it down a road that way all the time. I'm no, just no. Saying if I understand. Some deeper I understand. snow. Yeah. And it may help him, but you have to be aware of the fact that if you take weight off the steer axle, you're going to lose steer capability. Correct. Okay. Drive, so you'd be able to have a little more traction that way. Right. And then lifting on the back axle. Yeah. 
Now, the other thing is once, once that dead axle floats up over whatever that pile is, remember when the trailer comes up, it's going to go through the same piles. Right. That's okay. one, of the, one of the disadvantages of a single drive with a tank is you don't have as much traction. Yep, a driver is learning that real quick. Yeah, <laughs> it's an expensive lesson. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully he learns it and doesn't do it anymore. There All you right, go. guys, you have yourself a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And just remember, if you're not married to Mary, don't make Mary happy. You got it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. All right. Bye. Nice. <laughs> Okay, that was good. That was good questions, good comments. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. We've got uh, three more. One of them is a uh, repeat. Okay, the we'll first one is 903. What state is that? Well, it's right next to 904. It's right next to it, but it's not it. Yeah, Florida was 904, so 903 might yep. be... Go ahead. Say it. <laughs> Go ahead. I dare you. Uh, Louisiana. It's Texas. Texas. <laughs> You've been saying Texas. <laughs> you just blew it. Okay. And he's got to be in Texas because you can't get out of it. Right. <coughs> no, no, but yes. Push the button. In California, they don't let you out. That's Texas right. It's just too damn big. It's just to too damn big. You can't find the edge. Yeah. Hello, Texas. How's it going? I wouldn't it leave Texas well. anyway because of fuel cost. Okay. We don't. <laughs> You guys can keep all that. Yep, I'm I'm there uh, with you. Hey, you know I got on I got on the call a few minutes late, but the first caller I heard was about the the guy with the outside ribs, and mm-hmm. I I'm so glad I heard that, but I heard it a little late, and a truck stop got me, told me mm-hmm. that, was, that wasn't DOT legal, and I'm mm-hmm. kicking myself in the butt because I wasted eight hundred dollars on tires I didn't uh. need. Yeah, yeah man, but lots of stinks. At least, yeah, I'm a, I know the truck stop too, so I'm gonna go back there and Don't nothing's gonna it. happen. <laughs> yeah. So I got okay. My serious question. I okay. I'm on an uh, I work for a company and I'm on an, a dedicated account and I could hook up to four trailers a day. The most I've ever done was eight trailers. Is the would it, is the value there to go to one of your places to have all the alignment stuff done to this truck? And I got to start off with, I'm still pretty new. I've only been driving three years and been an owner-operator two years. That's okay. So I've, been doing a, 50, I've been doing this 50 years. I still don't know what the hell I'm doing, so it's okay. Yeah. All right. I, I know what you're asking. You're asking, does the trailer affect the tire wear on the truck? Uh, that's yes, right? And the answer is no. It does no. not. In all the years I've been doing this, I've never had to fix the trailer to solve a tire wear problem on the truck. Right. So it doesn't matter how many. I, I, yeah. yeah, I don't care how many trailers you hook up to. You align the truck, it'll take care of itself. Because the truck doesn't oh, know where the trailer is. The truck only knows where the fifth wheel pin is, and the fifth wheel pin don't move. I hear hooking up that so many times can lead to diseases. Hooking up can cause diseases. <laughs> Even with dog tracking and all that? No, because no. you're pulling the pin, okay. and the pin's not dog tracking. Right. So it might wear the trailer ah, tires. That individual trailer might have an issue, but not your truck. Now, to, to, to reinforce this, I've, I've worked with fleets that had trailer tire wear problems and tractor tire wear problems. And we went in and we said, okay, here's how you fix the tractors, and here's how you fix the trailers. And they went through and they fixed their tractors, and they hadn't gotten to the trailers, and their tire were problems on the tractors were all gone. Then they fixed okay. the trailers, and it didn't make the tractors any better, but it solved the trailer problems. Right. Yes. So is there a shop in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area that you guys recommend? Sure. There's oh. oil medics over in the uh, Dallas area. There's Centromatic down in Alvarado. Yep. Uh, if you will go to our website, it's mdalign.com. Or mdalignment.com, either one. mdalign.com. Yep. And there's a shop oh, locator tab. You push the shop locator tab. It gives you a map of the U.S. You pick a state. It lists the shops in that state we recommend. Yep. 
Okay. So, just a ballpark figure to do everything front to back, how much should I walk into that door with? Well, okay. Now, now, that depends on how much is broken on your truck. How new is your truck? Yeah, how new is your truck? <laughs> it's a 15. It's a 15. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's assume that it's mechanically sound and all the guy's going to do is an alignment. All right? Figure 100 bucks okay. an axle, $300 is going to get you an alignment done. Okay. Now, remember that these shops are not franchises. They're individually owned shops. They buy our equipment. They use our training. But they set their own pricing. Okay? Okay. But on average in the U.S., it's 100 bucks an axle, $300 alignment for a three-axle truck. Okay. Okay? Sounds good. I appreciate you guys. I try to listen not every time I get a chance. Well, you can always stream us, remember. You don't have to listen to these on Sunday nights. If you go to the podcast application on your phone and look up the Rolling Toe Show, uh, there's 101 of these that you could stream anytime you want. Yeah, I know it's on that Apple. Uh, yeah, do you have an Apple phone? I do. I do. There's an Apple podcast app right on the phone. You click that and then search Rolling Toe and you'll find our shows. And it doesn't cost you... Rolling toe doesn't cost you a dime to listen. I got it. Okay. okay. All right, buddy. You guys you have, have a, good a day. merry Christmas, and I don't want to hear you singing. No singing. All right, no singing. I got <laughs> it. All right. My right. big Christmas carols coming up. So jingle bells, jingle bells, and the song. <laughs> okay. Okay. We right. we got this nine twenty Wisconsin guy back on yeah, the line. Do we need to? Is he back or is he just? Um, I, I, well, either he accidentally hit the button twice. Or let's or find out. Let's find out. Okay. Hello, Hello Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Are hey, you looking guys, for us? Back. I thought, uh-huh. Got my 2016 Kenworth. Yeah. And I have a question about my uh, shocks and ping pins on the front and when and why to grease them and what, what way to grease them. So I'm starting to start with this. I okay. have my brand new, as of like May, I put on the Fancy shocks that are talked about all the time cost four hundred eighty dollars yeah. a piece. Yeah. And uh, four months into them, one of my shock rubbers uh, disintegrated on the bottom mount. The bottom. Yeah. I, I did right. use the little metal spacer tube that they put in there. You can't over torque them. Right. And uh, I called them up, and, and they said, uh, "Yeah, they'd be glad to." send me some of them. They're only like $25 a piece and one shock takes four of them. So they'd send me, send me four new rubbers. Just give me their credit card back. And, and I was quite upset that they wanted I would to be. charge me. And hundred uh, bucks for a rubber. It took, hmm. it took two, two, uh, two levels up in their uh, customer service organization before they sent them to me where don't charge. Right. But uh, they, they, they did do that to me. My question about the shock is that... At 210,000 miles, that same shock, that's the one that was the factory one that blew out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the uh, driver's side on the front drive axle. Um, and I, I was wondering, is, is that a particularly troublesome area? For the, I know that front axle is heavier than the rear drive axle is. Um, you've got to take more force per shock to do a job with that heavier axle, right? Well... Okay, you got 240,000 miles out of your first original set of shocks? Yeah. Um, okay, now, now I'm going to tell you this. Don't tell anybody else, okay? I wouldn't buy those expensive shocks, period. I just wouldn't, okay? And 240,000 miles out of an original set of shocks, I would put the same damn brand original shocks back on it and hope for another 240,000 miles. But you know what? What's happened now? All my cupping issues are gone mm-hmm. from my tires. I had that okay. line it. That didn't seem to help. I put them shocks on. Now I got no more cupping. My tires are left. Okay, then I can't uh, argue with that. If, and and if they're working that good, it's worth. I guess it's worth a hundred dollars for the rubber grommets. Well, except the <laughs> all this being true, the. Uh, the shocks cover up problems 
They don't uh, solve any specific. I, I, I can't. I can't agree with that in this particular case. If okay. if the shock actually stops the cupping problems, if that's been his experience, it, it did, and it went through the rubber to do it. So there's apparently a problem. But there's something jumping that. down below, right? And and the shock is stopping it from jumping, which is what's causing the cup. What right. Kevin is saying, let's try and find out what's causing the jumping. So we can right. spend a lot of time trying to fix that. Or we could just put $100 worth of rubbers in the shock and be done with it. Every few months. And how many hours of labor would you get in a shock, in a shop, trying to find that for $100? Well, you get maybe uh, one hour. Every few months. So I, I have a hard time arguing with something that's actually worked. I have a, a follow-up on that. Now you, you stimulated my, my thought processes. I have a uh, installed of myself. Uh, I was just going to buy the centering pins that you put on your lug before you slide on the brake drums and slide on the on the right uh, 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 wheel assembly. Is, is that worth it? Yeah. Yes. To center. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's the, those, uh, the rims center themselves on the hub with the center of the rim, right? But what we're doing then with those studs is it's just centering the the lug. Well, lug no, you're, you're changing it from hub piloted Which is, to stud piloted, right. and you've yeah. got three points of centering with the studs, but you've only got one point of centering with the hub. The studs are more accurate. Right. And two different items, the wheel and the drum, trying to center onto that one hub yeah. doesn't always work out. Yeah. Stud centering is much better. All right, so I gotta take my drums off and clean up all the rust that's on yes. them, so that they yes. recenter yes. correctly, yep. and uh, and clean up. I uh, clean the rims up every time. I do my own rotates and swap the tires and stuff, and I'm always cleaning them up with like a. I, I used to call it a Brillo pad. It's yep. that yep. plastic disc you put on an angle grinder. It's uh, the green. Yep. No, the yellow. Yep. The yellow one. Yeah, and, and just clean the them metal up. Off. Yeah, and then. Uh, things to center it in the middle. Okay. What, okay, All now right. I got a grease a question about greasing the kingpin. Yeah, uh, jack it up. I, every time I got go ahead. Jack it up when you grease it. Yeah. Okay, which one? The top or the bottom or both? Both. All right, because I, I do every time I uh, and okay, how often should I be taking grease up? Well, there's nothing cheaper than grease, okay? Right. And it also gives you an opportunity to look underneath the vehicle and see if there's wires loose or this loose or that loose. The fleet that I worked in years ago, they would grease their trucks every three to 5,000 miles, whenever they were in. And they made us go from the front of the truck to the back of the truck, greasing everything all the way and inspecting, looking for loose cross-member bolts and wires that are rubbing and anything we found. And the boss always said, there's nothing cheaper than grease, grease of damn trucks. Right. Uh, okay, so jack it up. And then when I, how much play should be? I put a five bar underneath the tire assembly as mm. I, when I got it up in the air. And, mm -hmm. I, you know, uh, I, I, I noticed there is more play than when it was new, but I don't know what the excess, what is the amount. Okay, let's talk about playing the kingpin and what it costs you. You grab the top of that tire with both hands. I don't use a bar. I use my hands. Both hands at the top of the tire. Put a leg back. Push and pull on that thing. And if it goes clunk, clunk, well, the kingpin's gone. If it's got a little bit of movement, okay, it's going to cause a little bit of tire work. Okay? If it goes click, click, click. I got no side movement. You got no side movement? You got a little vertical? Yeah, that's all. I see it's vertical. Vertical is the shims between the spindle and the yoke that take right. care of the vertical play. And the longer you run it, the more those shims wear, the more vertical play you get. That normally doesn't yeah. cause tire wear problems. What causes the tire wear problems is the in and out at the top. Right. Yeah. Okay? Yep. So until the kingpin is shot, I grab it, and it goes clunk, clunk. I'm not going to put kingpins in it. Up until then, we'll just grease it and let it run and watch what goes on. Now, let's say it's halfway toward shot. It's not gone, but it's got some play. 
That's going to cause some cupping on your steer tire, usually on the inside shoulder. So let's say the cupping costs you 25% of your steer tire's life. Let's say the steer tire costs you $600. So 25% of its life is $150 worth of tire wear. It's going to cost you between $1,500 and $2,000 to replace that kingpin. How many tires do you have to save to pay for that kingpin job? Especially when you're only losing 25%. It's not worth replacing on a cost-benefit ratio if you just got a little play. When it goes clunk, clunk, and it's shot, okay, i got to replace it. Yeah. When is it out of service? I believe the specification says that if you put a dial indicator at the bottom of the tire and you push and pull and it moves more than a quarter of an inch, you're out of service. Wow, that's a lot of play. A quarter inch yeah. of the tire. Yeah, we're talking about a lot. Okay? Yeah, noticeable. huge clock. Measurable. Okay? Yep. Very good. All, All right, right, buddy. You have yourself a Merry Christmas. Yep. Thank you. You too. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Thank you. Okay, we got one more call. We're running overtime here, so we're going to do this fast. It is a 601 area code. Yeah, I don't even know where it is, but I'm not worried. Mississippi. Hello, Mississippi. Hello, this is Mississippi, but I'm in Florida. I have two questions. Okay. Yeah, so one is about the steer tire. I have a Michelin tire. It's uh, called minimum recommendation 120. I hear your uh, show before you say you can do 10 pounds more. So if I do 10 pounds more, it's 130, and then I'm running Florida, it's going to be 145. That's going to be okay? That's going to be perfect. That's where you want it to be. Okay, cool. Thank you. Second one, I have um, my drive tires is 90,000 miles, and my Mm -hmm. thread depth is between 18 32nd, 19 32nd. That's a good, or we're out fast or slow? 90,000 miles. uh, Is it a single drive axle or a tandem? It's uh, uh, dual tires. Dual tires, but are they two drive axles or one drive axle? Yeah, two axles. Two axles with duals. Okay, those tires started off with 32, 30 seconds. You're down to 18? In, 18, in 19. That's way too fast. Uh, what, what kind of engine you got? Yeah, how, many, how much horsepower? I got uh, it's 450 G13, and it's an automatic That's... transmission. Uh, it's, uh, I start very slow. Okay, what brand are the drive tires? Uh, Michelin all the way around. Michelin all the way around. Why would it be wearing that fast? Jeez, that's way too fast. <laughs> I, you, and you started with new tires? Yeah, this new wasn't truck, new tire. New truck, new tires. That is really fast. That's disc way brakes? fast. Do you have disc brakes or do you have drum brakes? Yeah, disc brakes. Ah, do you do a lot of stopping and starting? Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, it's a regional kind of or local regional. That's it. The brakes are causing the problem. They're stopping you harder, and as it brakes harder, the tires are wearing faster. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, oh, I'm thinking myself maybe. Uh huh. <clears throat> drive tires wear out generally because of acceleration and deceleration. So either it's because you've got too much engine torque, or it's because you're actually you're braking hard. And and you're not. You don't have too much engine torque. 450 is a real good uh, horse, but you've got disc brakes that will stop you quick. Right. Okay, so I'm thinking maybe when I go off the exit, I need to, like, uh, let go of the cruise like a half a mile before, not like, you know, quarter mile. Yeah, 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 you need to let it it slow down without applying the brakes as much. Now, are you hauling your own trailer or somebody else's trailer? Uh, The company (laughs) trailer. Gee, is Perfect. it your truck or the company's truck? I leave the truck. Okay, so you know that little handle that's underneath your steering wheel that applies the trailer brakes? Yeah, they took that stuff off. I don't have that no more. <laughs> ah, that's <Yeah>. a shame. <laughs> I know. <laughs> do you have an engine brake? Yes, I do. Do you use the engine brake all the time? Ah, uh, not very often. I use a little bit. Maybe I need to use more. Huh? 
you might try using that. It might be easier than the disc brakes are. Yeah. Okay. But in, and not not using the disc brakes to their full right. capacity would be a good idea. Yeah. Too. Just ease up on the brakes and maybe they'll let everything last longer, okay? Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. You betcha. You have a Merry Christmas. Yep. Merry Christmas. All right. Bye-bye. All right. We made it. We got through the whole show. We only ran five minutes over. Yep. The last anybody, show of the year. If anybody learned anything, go to Google and uh, brag about us on MDAlignment.com or uh, MDAlignment in Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah, we like to get a good rating on Google. That'd be a good thing. Yes. And you guys have a Merry Christmas, and we will talk to you after the first of the year. Yep. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.